All right, we're going to get started. You, you came to see an illustrated message. So you guys can all start. Well, let's see. Let's get Ryan. I'm wait, well, let's wait for Paul. We'll get going. Together is better. And we're going to talk about the importance of having good friends tonight. And no matter who you are, no matter your age, you will benefit from being here tonight. I know. Um, I've benefited for a couple of weeks now, ever since Pastor asked me to share this message. So we, we do better when we do it together. Uh, right now, I feel better not standing up here by myself. I think for those of you who have done this, it just feel like it felt better even when Paul got up here. It's just four instead of three. So what I thought we would do is have a beard contest. So I lost. <laughs> um, basically, you guys are kind of in order. I mean, you're a little bit out of order. So Paul, why don't you move to the inside here? Since you won, you can grab that stick right there. And since you lost, you can grab that stick right there. All right, and you guys can just stand back here and be ready. All right, your job is to put that stick above your head with both hands, above your, at least above your shoulders, up, put it up. Above your head would be ideal, yeah, good, awesome. And if you guys could um, maybe put it behind your back and then maybe push it up and like do, do a little bit of, yeah, moving around, good. So we do better when we do it together. I didn't say good. We don't necessarily do good when we're together, but we do do better when we do it together. Some of us are really good at doing wrong when we're together with the wrong types of people. There are things we can do when we are together that we would never do when we are alone. Uh, peer pressure is something very strong, and I want us to... To take a moment, we're going to look at a real-life example. Some of you know this story, but when you see it up on stage and when you see it with real-life people that you know, it means a little bit something more. So we have in the Bible a biblical endurance test. And I know if I had to pick two guys to do an endurance test, you know, you got the chef who labors day and night to feed us, and for those, let's give him a hand. Yeah, that's good. But you would, if you're honest, you would tell me, and you would tell people anyway, that you cannot do that job alone. Chris Maloney, all those helpers, day in, day out, they put in the time and they, they help you. You are not doing this. Get up a little higher. Yeah. Okay, good. You do not do it alone. And for those of you that know Kyle... Some of you know him. He's really good at flying angels, right? And he is an excellent usher, for those of you that have the joy of coming in the upstairs doors on Sunday morning. Can I get an amen up there? All right, good. But we have a real-life example here. It's a seeming small job. Just hold this stick above your head. But in the story we're going to read really quickly, lives hung in the balance, and it's interesting today, lives hanging in the, ba in the balance right now in Israel. A lack of strength as an individual, but we see in the story in the Bible, you have encouragement from friends and family. And not just encouragement, 
So, Kevin, can you come stand right here? Just don't touch anything, but just stand there and kind of smile at him. For those of you that don't know, this is Kyle's brother, Kevin. We call him the better-looking Anderson brother. Okay, it's official now. All right, Paul, you can stand on the other side of Kyle. All right, those of you that don't know Paul Vasquez, he's behind the scenes a lot. He had to come up from the balcony. He's, he runs our services. He does an awesome job. So you guys are going to be ready to go. All right. In Exodus chapter 17, 8 through 11, then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Can you imagine having that, to to watch that? You're holding that up. And right now, this is just fun, right? I mean, it's, it's not fun. Are you having fun? Where does it hurt? Everywhere. Good. They're not sweating though yet. I mean, he's starting to sweat. Maybe you're getting warm? A little bit. Okay, but in this moment, this is serious. This is life or death. These are people dying. When he puts his hands down, people die. How many people died in Israel? A thousand people? That's real. And this was happening in Moses' time. Moses is on the hill. Joshua's fighting. This is someone who means something to him. And when he puts his hands down... It means something. Let's keep going. Verse 12. Moses' hands were heavy. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Double amen. So what did they do? They took a stone and they put it under him and he sat thereon. So I'll let you sit down. You could sit down too if you want, but you got to keep the, you got to keep it above. And Aaron and her, or Kevin and Paul, they stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And what happened? Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Because those friends were there, because they were willing to do something to help, they saw a need and they did something. They didn't just stand there and smile at Kyle and cheer him on. They grabbed his arms. Is that easier? He's not doing anything. Do you still have pain in your shoulders? He's great. You're just like hanging. And you guys can switch hands. He's sitting. How are you feeling? He's still here, but he's still hurting. And I want you guys to look. Look at what it's like to have somebody who's willing to step in, grab your arms, and hold it up so you can see victory. And they experience it together. You think... Aaron and her were so excited to watch Joshua have the victory, right? Look at the alternative. Look at the alternative. He's all by himself. Here's the command for us today, all right? This isn't just a Bible story that happened a long time ago. This is for us right now. I thought you guys would appreciate this. Galatians 6, 2. Bear ye one another's burdens. See what I did there? But bear is to carry. This is real life. This is, this is what it looks like. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill 
the law of Christ. So what is the law of Christ? Like, what is the law of Christ, John? Right? What do you mean? I, I understand like I'm supposed to carry each other's burdens, but what is the law? John 13, verse 34 and 35, a new commandment I give unto you. This is the law of Christ. That ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one for another. If we look at Ryan, who's suffering, I mean, I feel bad for you. I would help you, but it's a great illustration. Everybody looks over here at Ryan, and you do feel bad. Does anybody look here and say, wow, what a testimony of God's grace? Do you see the love? Do you see the love that all of you have? The lack of compassion that I have? I'm watching this poor man shake. But you look over here and look at these guys. This is togetherness. This is love. And this is a testimony, right? This is what we should all be showing. Friends are so important. Um, real friends. Do you have real friends? A true, a friend loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. When things are tough, can you call on your brother to help you? No. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You may be here tonight and you may say, you know what, Pastor John, this is a great illustration, but that's how I feel. I feel like I'm over here. I don't have any friends. I'm carrying burdens all by myself. I'm all alone. You know what you could do? Do you know what you could do? You could find a friend. Wouldn't that be amazing? How, how could you do that? You could. Do you want to do that? Do you want to be a friend for him? No. He asked the wrong guy. Go help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see how you do. How, how's he doing? You'll have to hold up the one arm. Maybe you guys can switch off. You're doing great. You're doing great. Sticking together during adversity. But show yourself friendly. It's easy to be stuck in the I'm all alone. I can't do this anymore. I'm stuck here. But are we willing Are we willing to step out and be a friend to somebody else in that moment? True friendship. In Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, it says, Open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A true friend will correct you to your face, but keep it secret to others. The wounds of a friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. A kiss can be deceitful. Something pleasurable can be very hurtful. Let's talk about true friendship and ironing, sharpening iron. Real quick, let's have uh, Kyle and Jordan hustle up here. You guys, we still have a few more minutes. We're going to do one more thing. Really quick, they're coming from opposite sides. And you guys keep holding. See how the endurance is possible when you have somebody right there. Ryan's not alone anymore. See how his disposition, he's smiling. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Just because Paul came over there. Oh, I should have done this first. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, you guys, we're going to start. Who wants to start? Kyle. 
Kyle, good. Okay, Kyle, you're going to start right here at this piece of tape. You're going to stand here. And I want you to listen really careful to the instructions. I want you to jump. You're going to squat and jump with two legs as far as you can, as far as Kyle Stankus can jump. No, no, no. It has to be steady Two. yep. And you can, it's a broad jump, so just get the momentum and as far as you can go whenever you're ready. Okay, give him a hand. Good job. Okay, I'm going to mark you. Okay, that's really good. Good job. All right, so Kyle went as far as he possibly could, right? Kyle? Yeah, wow, look at this guy. He's asking. This is why, oh, he was asking. Well, that's nothing wrong. He's being a friend. That's good. That's why I like Kyle. He's such a, he's always willing. Yeah. All right, now Jordan. Step on up. Now Jordan and Kyle are friends, but they push each other. Uh, uh, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. And I think I can say this about all these guys up here. I've gotten to know them pretty well. We sharpen each other. When we hang out together, we make each other better. All right. I want you to put your toes in that line. Don't cheat. Okay. I want you to jump and see if you can beat Kyle. Okay. Okay. That's good. Very impressive. Okay. Jordan. Jordan stepped it up. He knew to go second. All right. Now, Kyle, we're going to give you redemption. All right. Back over here. Good. All right, so you're stepped up to the toe. Now, let's see if you can beat Jordan. Okay, okay dig deep. I mean, he, he didn't beat him. I beat him. But, but here's what he did, and this is the illustration. He beat himself by this much when he tried his best the first time. So when he had a friend that came along that maybe showed him a little better technique or pushed him a little bit further, he was able to magically jump further. So good job pushing each other. And these guys push me to be better. I appreciate them. Ask yourself if you are really a true friend. The most important quality of a friend is to encourage someone else to serve the Lord and to be better for Jesus. Now, this is not a, uh, a popular passage in scripture, but uh, this is a little shock therapy. God takes friendship very seriously. Who your friends are, it matters to him. And if you don't believe me, let's, let's read this passage out of Deuteronomy 13. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, thy friend entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, namely of the gods of the people which are round about you, nigh unto thee, or far off from thee, from the one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth. Thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall thine eye pity him, neither shalt thou spare, neither shalt thou conceal him. Verse 9. But thou shalt surely kill him. Thine hand shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterwards the hand of all the people. And thou shalt stone him with stones that he die. 
because he has sought to thrust thee away from the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the hand of Egypt from the house of bondage. And all Israel shall fear, hear and fear, and shall do no more any such wickedness as this is among you. God takes it seriously. Maybe you have a friend who gets in your face every now and then. Thank God for that person. He or she is there to keep you in line. A friend is someone who always gets in your way when you are on your way down. So in summary, if you have a good friend, thank God for them tonight. Thank them for being a good friend. Reach out to that person and say, thank you for being my friend. If you don't have a good friend, then you ask God for opportunities to start being a friend. Reach out to people. You all have a cell phone. You have numbers of people. If you don't have their number, you could find it, right? Reach out to people. If you have friends who are steering you wrong, ask God for strength to stand up to them. And then if you have to, walk away. I want to illustrate one more thing, and that is this. Uh, gentlemen, you could step away, and Ryan, you can put your hands down. You've been working really hard. All right, I'll take that staff, and just you guys can stay up here if you want. Um, now, here, just I'm going to switch the illustration. Ryan, come on over. Those of you that know Ryan, he also plays uh, Jesus in our Christmas pageant. Sin is something you have to bear alone. There's nothing any friend can do to take that away. Uh, we have good news. In John 15, 13, greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And what Jesus did for us, John three sixteen says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What Jesus does is he goes and he offers to take our sin upon himself. And Jesus, there he is again. But, but he gives us his righteousness. And then Jesus, what he did was he paid for the sin. You can drop it down. Yes, no more. And he rose again the third day, paying the penalty for our sin so that we could have everlasting life. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 said it's, we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The song, Our Great Savior, says, Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Jesus, lover of my soul. Friends may fail me, foes assail me, but he, my Savior, makes me whole. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Hallelujah, what a friend. Saving, helping, keeping, loving. He is with me to the end. Jesus wants to be there. He wants to be your friend. What a, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. The song we sang this morning, let me introduce you to Jesus. He longs to be your savior and Lord. He'll be your king. He will be your friend. Whatever you expect, he'll be more. He's the shout that calls the dead to life again. He's the bread that multiplies to meet your need. He's the midnight calm in the lion's den and the shepherd who goes searching for the sheep. He's the hand that reaches out to rescue you when the waves are growing higher. He's the fourth man who's always there beside you when you're walking through fire. 